afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the NFL Digest. It's your girl, Melanie Tish, and I'm here to bring you guys five games from week five, sorry, week six. And you already know the drill. We got Nora's worst game of the week, which is the trash game of the week, Nora's game of the week, which is the best game I saw this weekend, and then three games that caught my eye. So let's just get to it. Let's go. I'm going to start with our trash game of the week. And we all had the same trash game of the week. The Commanders versus the Bears. Y'all, I'm just sitting here like this is insane how bad this game was. Yes, the Commanders ended up pulling the win 12-7, to but this game was horrible. I watched the game. I've been realizing Thursday Night Football has been just putrid. For the past, like forever, but now it's just gotten so bad that we just throw anybody up there. I I personally believe when they're planning out the ser- the um the schedule for the games, they're just like, who do we already feels like not going to give? That's what we're gonna put up there for Thursday night football because it was insane how bad the Commanders played how bad the Bears played. The Bears looked horrible. Absolutely horrible. But let's get to it, okay? So we got Carson Wentz. He threw for 99 yards, completed 12 out of 22 attempts. Yes, you heard me. Completed 12 out of 22 of his attempts and threw for 99 yards. Just, just ridiculous. Brian Robinson Jr., he had 17 receptions for 60 yards and one touchdown while Terry McLaurin had three receptions for 41 yards. And Justin Fields, he threw for 190 yards, completed 14 at 27 of his attempts. He had one touchdown, one interception. Fields also led in rushing yards with 12 carries for 88 yards. While Dante Pettis, he had four receptions for 84 yards and one touchdown. Y'all, I tell you, this was this game not only was boring, it was messy. It was literally a mud fight out the rim. Nobody touched the end zone in the first quarter at all. It was just so many three and outs, so many overthrows here, so many underthrows here, so many just, just, just bad football, bad football. And sometimes when we have low-scoring games, it could just be the defense really just did a good job. In this case, it's also the offense is really bad, really, really bad. So, however, in the second quarter, the commanders put, put the first points on the board to end the half with a 38-yard field goal from Joey Sly, which put the commanders up 3-0. to zero. In the third quarter, Dante Pettis caught a 40-yard pass from Justin Fields, which resulted in a touchdown. Cairo Santos gets the extra point, making it 7-3. to three. And the Bears took the lead. That was the last time the Bears actually scored in the end zone, but I'll get to what happened in the second in the fourth quarter, starting at the fourth quarter, Joey Slick hit the 28-yard field goal, making the Commanders go 12, sorry, 6-7, to seven, six to seven. wow. But seven minutes, 21 seconds later, Brian Robinson had a one-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Fields and company, no, sorry, Wentz and company went for an extra point of the two-point conversion, but they were unsuccessful, making it 12-7. and seven. So making it all the... Bears had to do a score a touchdown literally up to the last drive. 
the very it's just like also just a more bad play bad reads bad wide receivers like it was just a freaking disaster um oh wow it was just it was so bad and you wonder why i tell you it's bad i don't like word bad because the fields definitely threw a um good pass to his wide receiver he caught it but could not pivot his his side towards the like to break the seal for touchdown. It, it's happened four times in a row. It was so, like one was mispassed. Two was like, okay, he thought he got it through. So he got it in. But then he ended up bobbling the ball and it wasn't a call to catch. Then the third time he was incomplete pass. Fourth time he got he caught the boy the receiver caught the ball but could not get himself in, which was great defensive play by the commanders, but just Poor offense by the Bears. You should not be in a situation where you are fighting to the mud, fighting to the mud to just lose a game when you could have won. If all you're throwing. And again, the commands right now, Carson Wentz, let's be real, he's not the guy. He is getting murdered out there on his line. He's not the guy for the commanders. So that was how that game ended 12 to 7. Shocker for me, because there's quite a few shockers this week. The 49ers lost to the Falcons 14 to 28. 49ers looking red hot going into this game, as you guys probably listened on the YouTube show, the viewboard. I picked the 49ers to beat the the um Hawks. However, the Hawks have been playing pretty decent. They're three and three at this moment. And they've been, and Marcus Mariota has actually been pretty much shocking me based on how his performance has been. So let's get to those stats. We have Jimmy G throwing for 296 yards, completing 29 of 41 of the attempts, having two touchdowns but two interceptions. The leading rusher was Jeff Wilson Jr. with seven seven carries for 25 yards. Wow. Brandon Ayuk uh, had eight receptions for 83 yards and two touchdowns. Marcus Mariota, he threw for 129 yards, completed 13 out of 14 of the attempts, had two touchdowns. Our leading rusher was Caleb Huntley with 16 carries for 54 yards. Our leading receiver was um, Ahmed Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus? Come on, buddy. With four receptions for 58 yards. So let's get to how this game went down. The Falcons, like shout out to them because one thing about the Falcons, they will play hard. They will play hard, but sometimes they end up really doing typical Nick third quarter stuff when you start to really slow down the third and it gets real dicey and shifty because it got up the same on like wall game. This game, however, that's different. So in the first quarter, the, the Falcons put the first points up with Nicole Pritt catching a two yard pass from Marcus Mariota, which resulted in a touchdown. Young Ho Kook gets your point making it 7-2-0. To end the first quarter, Jalen Hawkins cut, recovers a, fum, uh, a fumble in the end zone, which results in a touchdown. Young, um, Young Ho Kook gets your point making it 14-0 going in the half. Now, right here we go. This one has to make a little bit of noise because in the... Sorry, no, I'm sorry, I'm going to have Going to the second quarter... Brandon Ike catches a 12-yard pass from Jimmy G, which results in a touchdown. Ruby Gold kicks extra point, making it 17-14. to Then the 49ers meet the end zone again with Brandon Hoyt catching a 14-yard pass from Jimmy G, which results in a touchdown. 
making it 14 to 14. Of course, with Ruby Gold's extra point kick. However, the the Falcons wanted to end the half on top because then Marcus Mayo had a three-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Young Hoku gets extra point, making it 21 to 14 going in the half. The third quarter, it pretty much sums up the rest of the game. For the fourth quarter, no one touched the end zone, and it was pretty much just dwindled down to nothing. But the Hawks, no, the Falcons, <laughs> sorry y'all, were able to um, score another touchdown. Kyle Pitts catches a seven-yard pass from Marcus Mariota, which results in a touchdown. Young Hoku gets the extra point, making it 28 to 14, and no one touches the end zone since that play in the third quarter so that game shocked me because i definitely did not see the falcons winning that game another shocker for me was the colts and the jaguars the colts beat the jaguars 34 to 27 let's talk about why because we got some things here matt ryan actually played a really good game shout out to shout out to the veteran matt ryan he actually threw for 398 yards, so 89 yards, completed 42 out of 58 attempts, and had three touchdowns. Real, real good game from that. Deion Jackson had 12 carries for 42 yards and one touchdown, while Michael Pittman Jr. had 13 receptions for 134 yards. Trevor Lawrence, he threw for 165 yards, completed 20 out of 22 of his attempts, and he had one touchdown. Travis. Uh, I want to say Ethney Jr. He had 10 receptions for 86 yards and our leading rusher. Our leading receiver was Zay Jones with five receptions for 42 yards. In the first quarter, the Jags were triple to the points on the board because we had Trevor Lawrence with a one-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Really passed to kick the extra point, making it 7-0 going into the second quarter. And the second quarter, you got Chase McLaurin kicking it. 28-yard field goal putting the Colts on the map three to seven. Then we got for the Jags, we got Jay McCall um, Hasting Hasty kick, uh, having a catch, sorry, having a 61-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Riley Patterson gets the point, making it 14-2-3. The Colts get hot right here because then with two minutes left in the second quarter, Paris Campbell catches. I'm sorry, he has a four, catches a four-yard pass from Matt Ryan, which results in a touchdown. Chase McGloin gets extra point, making it 10-14. to 14. So, any, still, very close game. Anyone's game. In the half, Chase McGloin gets a 42-yard field goal, making it 13-14. to 14. So, now the game is very competitive going into the half. There's a lot of football here. Also, a lot of defense, uh, defensive plays blown because it just is not focused. Now, in the third quarter, we have Trevor Lawrence had a two-yard run just to kick it off. Which results in a touchdown. Riley Patterson catches, kicks the extra point and makes it 21 to 13. Deion Jackson has a three yard run, which results in a touchdown. The Colts will go for two and it was unsuccessful, so making it only 19 21. Playing in catch up all game. However, four quarter work is kind of different. So we got J- um, J- sorry, Jane- Jamie. Woods catches a 10-yard pass from Matt Ryan, which results in a touchdown. Chase McGloin kicks the extra point, making it 27, 26 to 21. 
Kristen Kirk has his, has his moment. He catches a four-yard pass to Trevor Lawrence, which results in a touchdown. However, Lawrence accompanied one stay on the field and go for two, and it was unsuccessful, making it 27-26. With 17 seconds left on the clock, Alex Pierce catches a 32-yard pass from Matt Ryan, which results in a touchdown. And then they decide to go for two, and Philip Lindsay actually runs the ball in for two, making it 34 to 27. And that was the end of the game. Our last game we're gonna talk about before we get to the game of the week. We got to, I'm not even talking about the Broncos and Chargers because I have no time. And I'll say here, I'll say here and I'll mean it. I will not be talking about the Broncos when it comes to primetime games. They're just not primetime. I know when they were first put together, they were like, yo, Russell Wilson, who I love me some Russell Wilson. They're like, he's the guy, he's gonna bring in the ticket sales, everyone's gonna watch. I am done. I am done. However, there's another team that shocked me a little bit more than that before I get to my game of the week, and that is going to be the Bengals and the Saints. The Bengals beat the Saints 30 to 26. So you're probably wondering what the heck happened. Well, I can tell you right now, the Saints were activated early, the however, and the Bengals got situated towards the end. So we're gonna go to our leader. We got Andy Dalton, who is now unfortunately injured. But he threw for 162 yards. He had 17 out of 32 attempts and had one touchdown. Alvin Kamara had 13 carries for, sorry, 19 carries for 99 yards. And Jaquan Smith had three receptions for 43 yards and one touchdown. Joe Burrow, he threw for 300 yards, completed 28 out of 37 attempts and had three touchdowns. Only is really playing. Joe Mixon, he had eight carries for 45 yards, and Jamar Chase had seven receptions for 132 yards and two touchdowns. Let's get to it. The first one put on the board was those New Orleans Saints. Taquan Smith caught a 18-yard pass from Andy Dalton, which resulted in a touchdown, put New Orleans on the board early in the first quarter. At the end of the, the first quarter, Joe Nick Mixon kicked a nine, sorry, catches a nine-yard pass from Joe Burrow, which results in a touchdown. Evan McPherson the extra point and tied the game 7-2-7. Now, second quarter, here comes New Orleans because they're back to be active. We have Rashid, um, we have Rashid Shahid had had a 44-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Will Lux catch the extra point, making it 14-2-7. Then. Three, I'm not even kidding you all not. Three minutes after that, Lou um, Will Lutz kicked the extra point. I'm sorry, he kicked a 35-yard field goal, making it 17-7. Joe Burrow and company started to get active, and Joe Burrow had a 19-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Evan McPherson kicked the extra point, making it 14-17. With one second left on the clock, Will Lutz kicked a 30-yard field goal, extending that... <clears throat> extending that New Orleans lead to 20 to 14 going into the half. For the third quarter, Will Lutz comes out kicking because he kicked 37 yard field goal, which was good, making it 23 to 14. Towards the end of the third quarter, Jamar Chase had caught a 15 yard pass from Joe Burrow, which resulted in a touchdown. Everybody first kicked extra point, making it 21 23. Still, anybody's game going into that rough fourth quarter. 
Will Lutz decided to put some, to extend that lead with a 31 yard field goal attempt, which was good against. Sorry, 26 to 21. Then, with three minutes and 42 seconds left on the clock, Evan McPherson gets a 52 yard field goal, making it 24 to 26, with only a two point difference in who's going to win this pivotal game. With a minute and 57 seconds left on the clock, Jamar Chase catches a 60 yard pass from Joe Burrow, which results in a touchdown. The Bengals try to go for two to make sure this game was locked up. However, they were unsuccessful and the Saints were not able to capitalize off of that. Ending the game 30 to um, 26. So, now we're going to get to Norris game of the week. And that game was the game I've been excited for. I knew it was going to be fire. I knew it because this matchup is always golden. And it was the Bills versus the Chiefs. The Bills beat the Chiefs 24 to 20. And let's get to how. Because in the first quarter, it was given pretty crappy. However, if you know about the Bills and the Chiefs, they're two young quarterbacks that know how to get funky on the field. So let's talk about it. We got Josh Allen through for 329 yards, completed 27 out of 40 attempts at three touchdowns. Their leading rusher was Devin Singletary with 17 carries for 85 yards. You already know who the leading receiver is in Buffalo. That's Stephon Diggs. 10 receptions for 148 yards and one touchdown. Now let's go over to the Chiefs side of the board. We have Pat Mahomes. He threw for 338 yards, completed 25 out of 40 attempts, had two touchdowns and two interceptions. Clyde Edwards um, Hillard had nine receptions for 33 yards, while Juju Smith-Schuster had five receptions for 113 yards and one touchdown. Oh, and I told you guys previously in the first quarter, nothing happened. No one saw the end zone. It was kind of not giving at all. However, in the second quarter, the Bills started off because they put the points on the board first with Tyler Fast kicking a 39-yard field goal, making it 3-2-0. Juju Smith-Schuster caught a 42-yard pass from Pat Mahomes, which resulted in a touchdown. Harrison Butler the extra point, making it 7-3. With 16 seconds left on the clock, again, you guys giving, you guys are giving this boy. Oof. Pat Mahomes more time because he's playing make a play. But however, they um with the 60 seconds left in the clock, Gabe Davis uh, sorry, he caught a 34 yard pass from Josh Allen, which results in a touchdown. Taylor Basket extra point making it 10 to 7. With time expiring, we have Harris Butler kicking a 62 yard field goal to tie the game up 10 to 10 going into the half. In the third quarter, we've got Stephon Diggs doing what Stephon Diggs does best, catching a 17-yard pass from Josh Allen, which results in a touchdown. Tyler Basket gets the point, making it 17-10. With two minutes, two minutes and 44 seconds left in the third quarter, Nicole Hardman catches a three-yard pass from Patrick Mahomes, which results in a touchdown. Harrison Buckle kicks extra point, making it 17-17. We got another tie game. That is how the Chiefs do, because they're not done yet. Let's get to the fourth quarter. 
um, if you start to start the fourth quarter off, we got Harrison Bucket kicking up 44 yard field goal, putting the Chiefs up for the first time in the game. I'm sorry, not the first time, but putting them up, putting them up in the game 22 17. However, the Bills did not stop coming. With a minute and four seconds on the clock for the entire official game, Dawson Knox kicked, um, catches a 14-yard pass from Josh Allen, which results in a touchdown. Tyler Bass kicks the extra point, making it 24-20. The Bills' defense held Pat Mahomes all the way until the end of the fourth quarter, ending the game 24-20. It was a good game. I saw a lot of good football in that game. And compared to the other teams, which I was very shocked by what I was seeing. I was like, what the heck is going on? So it just, to me, I will say, it seems like they're, it just seemed like what comes to, like, like I saw how the Bucks lost to the Steelers, how the Jets beat the Pats the way they, the way the Jets beat the Pats. It, it's just some of these games are just wow. But at the same time, it's week six. We got so much more coming. You know, we're going all the way to the Super Bowl, which is February 8th, sorry, February 14th. So we got lots and lots of time to see what's going to happen. So this is the end of this episode for today. Just letting you guys know that your girl Nora is still having her costume contest. All you have to do to enter the contest is to literally put take a picture of yourself in a with your costume on tag nora n-o-r-a underscore natish n-a-t-i-s-h and use the hashtag halloween contest to enter to win money that's all you gotta do shout out to ozell brand the sponsor for this podcast today i really appreciate you ozell brand for all that you guys do they make amazing sneakers and cleats that you would love to see you want your kid in your kid wants his friends in the team wants to be in because why not get a cleat that is specific to your team until next time your girl will be out here having a good weekend i hope you guys all stay safe and have a great weekend continue to support my v report which is on youtube you guys will get that uh believe the link today is when you was right before you all get this one so shoot you check out the nfl digest and check out the report on youtube see y'all next week bye